Yo, you know what that sound means. It's time for another episode. We're going to call this BDD Radio. I'm your man BDD Dollars, a.k.a. the Till Torpedo, a.k.a. the Badass Show Boy, a.k.a. your baby mama's favorite DJ, a.k.a. John Wesley Dabs, a.k.a. Free Smoke the Bear, Run Up, Get Done Up, a.k.a. Gigabyte Brandon, a.k.a. Big Picture Brandon, a.k.a. Mr. Saturday Night, a.k.a. Arizona Slim, a.k.a. Brandon Boondada, what's up with that cookie, a.k.a. the badass yellow boy, gentleman general of the light-skinned infantry, a.k.a. the buckeye that gets bucks, a.k.a. Colin keep a bick because I stay lit, a.k.a. Hedro Star, a.k.a. Major Don West, Mr. Lost in Space, a.k.a. I still got them three for tens, a.k.a. the Teal Torpedo, a.k.a. Cashew Jones, a.k.a. $2 billion Tony. That was the first time I ever went through all the AKAs. Feels good. Feels good. I got some more I need to add to the list. I want to welcome everybody for tuning in to this episode I'm going to just go in. This is going to be a solo dolo episode. I appreciate everybody tuning in. We may have some people stop in later on. We may not. It, it's it's okay. This is a time capsule kind of episode for your boy. This is All-Star Weekend Sunday, 2021, here in Atlanta, Georgia, a.k.a. the Scammers Ball, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA the overpriced situations of uh, probably of the modern world. We're probably one of the only cities in the whole country that's open right now. And people are just taking straight advantage of it, man. They they do not care at all about what you got, what you think is about to happen here in Atlanta, Georgia. They're going to tell you what's going to happen down here in the, in the A. They're not playing no games then. I ain't seen a whole bunch of interesting things going down here in Atlanta, Georgia over this last weekend. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to talk about also some historical things that happened over this last period. Since last time I did a solo dolo, there's been a lot of things that changed in my life. I want to talk about the Grammys. I want to talk about women's basketball. I mean, you wouldn't expect that. I want to talk about why they keep driving these helicopters. I got some. I got an interesting opinion on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's my second favorite cereal. I'll give you number one. Y'all would y'all may be surprised about that. I want to talk about coming to America, and also I want to talk about Jay Z, Jigger Man, the Billion Dollar Boy. We're gonna talk about all that on this special episode of Heartland. Exclusive. This is a Heartland. This is B Diddy Radio. So let's start with what happened with Heartland. Heartland is now a joint property. It's a joint property of. Give me, I'd give, it's a little bit behind the scenes. It's behind the scenes. I'll give it to you, but it's a joint property that I now share with somebody. 
that I respect and admire, and I'm glad I made that decision to go ahead and put that joint property together. So in the meantime, while we're retooling everything on Heartland and figuring out this joint partnership, figuring out how these these podcasts are going to fit into the joint partnership, I decided to go ahead and start branding the BDD Radio side of things. Yes, BDD Radio is branched off. The first official host of BDD Radio is T-Money. We've done four episodes of BDD Radio. We've done one with YSL, Papa Duke. Uh, we had on there Hollywood Angel. We had official Haiti, Gully TV. Golly, man, we had some heavy hitters on there. Had some heavy hitters on the show. But the the genesis in what of starting BDD Radio and the whole BDD Radio, BDD Radio show that is on Block 105 is to start branching off, start streaming, start putting other people on underneath me. Start putting people that I see that are deserving in positions of power so that they can win. There's a lot of people that I really expect and admire that I want them to win. I want T-Money to win. I want to, hell, man, I like to one day even come back around and be able to put other shows onto BDD Radio besides my own show. So BDD Radio is actually a thing. There's been a relationship that we've had with Streamer. There's been an established relationship that's been going on the last six months where I've been streaming internationally. We are streaming all across the globe. If you have a smartphone, if you have an internet connection, you can listen to the show. And that that is dope. That's dope that I was able to go out there and just secure that, right? When I was able to go out there and secure it, the dope part was not about securing it. That was a hard word. What is the dope part is that we stuck to it. We kept it going up. I stepped putting them. The mixtape right now, all the mixtape songs are just streaming. My voice, the interviews from the mixtapes are just streaming internationally. But what it did was it allowed me to have a platform of my own once I was able to get back to it and sit down and look at it. So I was able to go ahead, sit down, look at it, and we have the ability to go ahead, go live. I went live on my stream. That's just dope. And the best part is about it, it's my stream. I, I don't have to have anybody else on that stream that can dry down the value. Like, I've seen people hop on to other places that I do interviews at, right? And what they'll do is they'll 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 jack my whole swag. So I tell them, like, hey, I'm at XYZ radio station, and I want my price. I want to interview you. You got to pay this price, or you got to come in this situation. You got to come at Mondays. It could be something as simple as you got to come on Mondays. They ain't even got to be at a price. But what they'll do is they'll go around me and they'll go on somebody else's show on the same network on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Or they'll just go somewhere where they don't have to pay pay a price on there, which is totally understandable. But that's the problem when you don't own all of your platform. So people can go in and undercut you on your platform. Oh, I got my engineer low. You feel me, low? You know what I'm saying? Got low in the building. Talking straight facts, right? Straight facts. So when you own the platform and you have the ability to tell, hey, you come on this platform, you have to stick to these rules. Here goes the schedule. I'm going to have the ability to have the entire schedule. I'm going to avoid some of those pitfalls that come with having 
a shared platform with somebody else. And so, but that with that autonomy, it also allows me to go to marketers. And with that same approach, I'm starting out with the artist on the approach of, oh, you need this, this, and this to get in my platform. But let's say I went to your favorite grocery store, your car dealership, and I was like, yo, you can get on this station, but it's XYZ. Then they can have the ability just to go behind me and get on somebody else's show on the same platform, and they can pay less or they can go around me, which is happens, which is a smart business thing to do. So I got to do the smart business thing for myself. I got to go ahead and, and I got to own all the platform. Us at Heart, so on Heartland Radio, I'm working with my team over there. We're building up the brand so strong. The brand is so heavy over there. We got such a great team. This brand, though, because we own it and we're on somebody else's platform, I'm already plotting the day that the the breakup's going to happen. There's going to be a day where I'm going to have to take that show off that platform. It may be because of something I did or maybe something they did or something, something that third party did. So I got to keep that in mind when I'm going forward. I got to keep my, my, uh, my blinders open. So that's what uh, one feature of BDD Radio is. Ownership, transferability, and if we're just looking at it, ownership, transferability, and another reason for BDD Radio is that is also... There's also ownership, transferability, and also team. I want to be able to put people on my other team. Like I said, team money is a part of the network. And then I have Signable Music Group. We got people from all over the world, man. Shout out to ASGB Radio. We want to put them on BDD Radio, right? This thing is is growing at a a great, great, great pace. I mean, I appreciate everybody that listens in to the show, get a chance to really talk and vibe with the kid. Something that I, I discovered recently on the show is that I have to cut down on the number of drinks on the show. Yes. I um, I decided that I can't just do a whole fifth low laughing at me. I can't do a whole fifth low. I've been um, I've been more on the the chief inside. Now, that's funny. I was telling my mom saw me chief on the show. And she was like, uh, what's going on, Brandon? You smoking on? I saw you smoking. I was like, Mom, it's all fake. It's not, it's not real. And she's like, no, that look real. No, 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 Mom, I'm not smoking on there. So I'm going to definitely keep that up. But I, I know that this, the smoking on the shows, that's cool. But the drinking on these shows, man, when I go on these shows and I just, it, like the conversations to be harder to keep a track of. When I'm, when I'm drinking, I can't, I look at somebody and I definitely, there's like a little piece of my brain that just slows down just a little bit. Like the words don't get all the way from the front to the back. So we're going to stop down. We're going to slow down on the chiefing. I mean, excuse me, on the on the drinking, and we're going to get up on the chiefing. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a small chief break right now, and we're going to come back with my strand of the day. It's, it's BDD Radio. This is your man, BDD. Let's get it. 
And we back. And we back. Where my lighter at? Where my lighter at? I know I left the lighter in the car. Yes, sir. So, the cannabis flower today comes from Five Points, Los Angeles. The Backpack Boys. And it's called Batman. We smoking on Batman tonight. I feel bad ever since we, you can't say we smoking on Pookie Lope. I want to say I'm smoking on Batman. I like Batman. Feels kind of bad. Like Batman. I, you know? Yeah, Batman, Batman. Oh, it's light green. Let's see, does it stick to the. There's a test that you gotta do in Cali. I saw on the cookies, the cookies nigga said, press it and hold it to your thumb. It should just stick to your thumb. Don't know this weed stick to my thumb though. Under do I gotta sanitize first? I don't know. I'm gonna try it later. It kind of dry. I don't, I don't know, but it's I, it's uh it's TV, right? The weed in California apparently is so good that you can stick it to your forehead like little Uzi Vert, and people will, uh, know that you're selling. That is a the a ancient technique that they use in California, and by ancient I mean early '90s. <laughs> they started doing that, so we, so we are accepting. No, no, talking about the culture of California. You come down to Atlanta, Georgia, I feel like there's been so many cannabis events that I've been to recently in the last six months where I got to feel, I got, I, I have that feeling that it's, it's just legal down here now. They just need to go ahead and just make, just go ahead and make a statement that it's legal down here because everybody is acting like it's legal. I go to places, there's big old jars of psychedelics. I'm talking big old, like almost like variety of tables, tables on tables, where people just got pounds out in Atlanta during All Star Weekend, and even before All Star Weekend. It wasn't. It's been. It's been very lax in the city on on the flower. So shout out to the whole city of Atlanta for uh, being very lax, and it's also been. It's been an interesting weekend. ATL All-Star Week is upon us right now. ATL All-Star Weekend is upon us right now. So there's an interesting video that I saw from ATL All-Star Weekend. This video comes from one of the uh, one of the dopest hip-hop commentators in the game. He's down here for... All-Star Weekend. He has a group mac and cheese. I'm sure they're performing down here. It's Gilly the Kid. Let's, let, let's Gilly talk. Five-star hotel, right? I'm talking damn near 1300 a night for the sh** standing, right? I cut out stairs. And the having a dice game. Only in Atlanta. Is having a dice game at the f***ing hotel. Only in Atlanta, man. Look, you got some good Caucasian people right there. They just want to eat. You got some good Caucasian 
Only in Atlanta are you going to see cats having a dice game at a $1,300 a night hotel. It is a group, and it's like the, the, the scene is so crazy. It's a lobby full of people at a busy hotel. looks like down in Atlanta, so I'm assuming Buckhead or something like that. And there's family sitting there. There's people around just like eating, look like they're having lunch. And then there's a group of 20 dudes in bubble coats standing in a, in a huddle playing dice in the middle of the hotel. And that's, that's not the craziest thing. Atlanta is wild. Atlanta is so wide open this whole weekend. Y'all out here shooting dice in the middle of the hotel. That is uh, just just an example. That's So imagine that. That's how the weekend started off. The weekend started off with Gilly Kid reporting live, hey, I just landed here in Atlanta, and my hotel, because I'm Gilly, is $1,400 a night, which is rent, right? Hey, I'm dropping rent a night for a hotel, and people are shooting dice in the lobby. That is a, a microcosm of the whole weekend. Can you imagine a whole weekend like that? Imagine a weekend in your mind where a city is so turned up on some hip-hop stuff where dudes are smoking, like, just playing. I'm, I'm not even, I can't even say they were smoking because I don't see no smoke. But you know that there's Chief and Loud in that hotel room, $1,400 a night, or they smell like Loud. They playing dice in the middle of the, of the, of the lobby. That's how the weekend started out here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's been crazy. Z, okay? First, the people, the rental cars and stuff down here have been booked up. There's a video going on right now on Twitter. Actually, I, re I reposted if you go to at Heartland Hip Hop, the Twitter page, I should have it posted. Let me go check my page. Let me see, make sure I sent up there. There's a video of a girl leaving Atlanta, and she, no, leaving uh, leaving her vehicle to go to the club. Now, she's dressed to the nines, which is dope. The women out here in Atlanta have been looking good. There have been a lot of, there have been a lot of clear hills. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of buxom beauties out here, so there's been another buxom beauty that was going to the venue. But because there's no rental cars here in Atlanta, right, there's no rental cars here in Atlanta, I'm going to have to go ahead and share this video. This girl hops out of a U-Haul van. Yes, she hops out of a U-Haul van in black knee-high boots and double has to double slam the door to make sure it locks because you know how them U-Haul vans be. They they definitely be they definitely be um, not the most user friendly as far as the. The structure of the the door handle and such, and she uh, proceeds to go to the venue. Hilarious! Atlanta, Georgia has no rental cars, but but scammers gonna scam. They will not be stopped. She went and got the U-Haul. Now. She has a certain means to get the U-Haul. 
There's some people in Atlanta that made it down here. And they may not have made had enough money to make it back. Now, keep in mind, a, a ticket to New York City from Atlanta is $200 right now. I went to a venue the other night where parking $60 Norcross. My homie went to a party. He said he saw two girls get finessed for $1,000 to go into the venues. The guy walked up to him and said, hey, you want to get into the venue? That would be 500 American dollars. These two queens gave this man 500 American dollars apiece. This man disappeared into the smoke like that verbal meme. Simpsons care, Bart, uh, Homer Simpson walks out of the bush, sees these people, scams them, and then walks back into the bush. That's exactly what happened to those to those women in Atlanta. Yes, they are vicious down here in the A. Scam these two girls for a thousand dollars. I went to. I uh, had another home. Another homie told me about. $200 just to get into a day party. $200, people, and the day party is packed. $200 American dollars. End up talking to the person. is like, look, I ain't paying $200. They gave him $100. But still, they paid $100 to get into a nightclub on Saturday in Atlanta. The money is just going quickly. Everything is just, everything is up right now. All the, all the slots Everything's being sold. And there's this girl named Yaz the Stallion who started a GoFundMe because she was stuck down here in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, GoFundMe removed, removed uh, apparently that GoFundMe is down, but Yaz the Stallion, Y-A-Z-Z, the Stallion, was out here. Down bad. I don't know where the situation was. But there are plenty of people who are going to be stuck down here, down here, down bad. So, what should you do if you meet a girl that's stuck down bad? If you're a man of means, how thick is she? Is the first question you should ask yourself. All right. If she is sat, if she is something that you're trying to Trying to hang out with? I have no problem with you as a man. Extending that invitation. You know, be, be, be courteous. Extend that invitation. Say she want to hang out at the crib. Ladies, if you are stuck down here in Atlanta, Georgia, and you've been messing with a guy for a while, this might be the time to go ahead and reevaluate the the people you've been messing with, and lean on that guy that's the most stable guy in your phone in Atlanta. This might be God telling you you need to be best with Greg anyway. And Greg, stick to the plan, stay stable, stack your chips, because every holiday it happens where somebody that you know is going to end up down bad. 
stay stable. No wrong with helping a lady out. Also, stay stable because when that bad chick that you want come down here and she want to pay $100 to get in, Greg, and you ain't got it, you gonna look silly. <coughs> stay stable. I'm gonna hit this, Batman. <coughs> yes, sir. So, Atlanta is on fire. People getting stuck down here the weekend. Another thing that's happened is, shout out to at ATL Scoop. There's been posting, apparently people is back stealing car wheels again. I didn't know that they were stealing rims, but they back stealing car rims again, man. At ATL Scoop been posting a whole bunch of cars. With no wheels on them, everywhere. There's a there's a meme that's going around that. Look, if you see my car, I'm going to unlock it. Don't break the windows, please. Just don't break the windows. That's been the cry from the citizens. HL Scoop is is covering all the break-ins, just a rash of break-ins down here in the A recently. Now, this now there's another thing that happened too. This is a basketball topic. Little baby was on two chains team, and little baby uh, has been airballing. Little baby doesn't jump shot is off. So watch out for that. Also, fellas, if you're in the bar. Right. And you have a unit in. Which means that you have a hairpiece in. The waves ain't yours. Watch out for when you order bottle service because you might end up like this guy that was on Jamari Jones ATL Twitter account where bottle service actually caught his hair on fire. Yes. Uh, the, The flare from the bottle... Caught his hair on fire. So watch out. Okay? <coughs> it's crucial down here, okay? Everybody's going crazy. Some now now there's been some epic parties. Right? Epic parties. One has been thank thank you to Bobby Schmurda, the king of Brooklyn. Smoking Batman. <coughs> Here you go, low. I still feel bad saying I'm smoking that Batman pack. Smoking on Batman tonight. So, weekend has been going crazy. All right, let's see. There is a whole list of events that I saw uh, recently where just sharing everything that's going on in the fucking city. Right? Atlanta is going crazy. Everything in Atlanta. So, let me give you some of the rundown that we had over this last weekend. The crazy amount of parties that you could have saw this weekend. So dope. Tory Lanes, 42 Doug. They reopened Onyx, one of the best strip clubs on Cheshire Bridge in the whole country, if you ask me. Bobby Schmurter, 50 Cent, 
Future, Moneybag Yo, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Pooh Shiesty, Migos, Ari the Don, Jada Waiter, that's Lil Baby's girlfriend, Fabulous and Coyle Ray, Benzino's daughter, Young Thug, Trey Songs, Rick Gloss, Big Lotto, Black Youngster. That's right there. Black Youngster. That's just, that was, that was just Friday and Thursday. That's not even a weekend. Then we start going to Saturday. Saturday. Trina, Rick Ross, Jeezy. In addition to everybody from that performed uh, um, Friday, Thursday and Friday, then you also got Justin Combs. So these people been doing multiple dates. So this is Saturday, Bobby Spurter, Big Bill, Lil Baby, Moneybag Yo, Lil Dirk, Future, and Lil Dirk, Trey Songs and Fabulous, Jeezy and Two Chains, Tree Day, Trina, Rick Ross, Justin Layboy, Justin Cobes, Halo, Little Sunday. All those people. Jada Kiss also had a show on Sunday. Kodak Black is here down here in Atlanta as well. And you can catch all these on my Twitter at, Heart, at Heartland Hip Hop. I'm gonna go ahead and repost this. This is crazy. The amount of dope acts that have been down here. Um, all the whole weekend I've been straight. I was able to go down and I was able to. I've been reverse scamming. I've been looking for scammer scams. I was looking for the cool stuff that I can go to. So I went to Industry Connect Party. It was free. They had edibles and all kind of flower uh, open bar down at. Um, Tree Sound Studios was dope. That was my Friday. Saturday, DJ Alamo, Roots Queen, DJ DJ Hadouken, uh, um, Coalition DJs, all my DJ fam, called DJ Samore was in the building, Tebow Sosa was in there, and I was at Base ATL. I got into that thing, and that was a dope-ass look. I met some artists there. Then on Sunday, I was at Out of the Mud, which was a North Carolina showcase, hosted by Stephen the Dream, DJ Eastwood, Montego Visuals, Momentum, Big Tony. Bishop City was in there. Jita was in there. Cyborg Music was, was in there. That was a dope event. My All-Star Weekend has been dope. It's been really a great time. I realized how much I love Atlanta when I uh, came down to the All-Star Weekend. I was just leaving the house. I was like, even though it's so overpriced, me being here, I was able to still find the cool spots that fit my budget and have a great time, network with some dope people, saw some dope artists perform within my means. So All-Star Game, even though it's all this crazy stuff that's been going on, it's a very similar life. It is what you make it, and if it's a lot going on, I feel like you can make up. You can make something good when there's a lot going on. I've been to places where there's not much going on. It's a lot harder to make good when there's not a lot going on. You feel me, though? It's a lot. It's a lot harder to make good when there ain't a lot going on. So shout out to everybody this weekend. Shout out to everybody. You know, another weekend I want to go to. That is a dope weekend that everybody does in the industry is Grammy weekend. Grammy weekend, I feel like once we open back up 
Grammy weekend in Los Angeles. Probably like All Star Weekend in Atlanta. They might All Star Weekend in Atlanta is so dope. They might start doing it every year, like they do the Grammys in LA. That's my suggestion from the desk of B Diddy. Do All Star Weekend every every year in Atlanta, Georgia. We not do it right. The Grammys not do a party right. Famous weekends. Weekends been so crazy. People died over the weekends. It's crazy, right? That's how parties, crazy parties get in in, um, in Los Angeles, California. But they got an artist, so I want to know what y'all feel like. This artist is a three-time Grammy nominee for Best New Record, Record of the Year, and Best Pop Solo Performance. Right? This artist is supposed to be dropping an album this year and performing at the Grammys. It's Doja Cat. Doja Cat, whose name Doja is for marijuana. And Cat, because she loves cats. Very simple name. I don't like Doja Cat. She don't seem like she's great to me, bro. If a if a if a Grammy's supposed to be about greatness, okay. Record of the year. That means that she did something so great on the song "Say So." Now, I may be in. I feel like I'm in the majority of people who don't know who that song "Say So" is, and. It came out a year ago without us playing it. Ask yourself to say one line from Say So from Doja Cat. I can't name not one line. And I be in the ether, right? They be pushing the notifications to me. And I say nay to the Doja Cat when they push the notifications to me. But she still ends up with these, these Grammy gigs and everything. She's not great. All right, so let's let's go ahead and get, and move Doja Cat around. Get some people like a fundamental Black American, somebody who both sides of eight people's from Mississippi. They, they come from a long line, a history of musicianship that we have in this country that we that we ignore. Their offspring, their, their, their students, and the that voice needs to be turned up. Black people in America are amazing. We took the worst parts of the uh the and the worst and worst parts of the animal or the worst animals and made them into delicacies. That's what we gave back. We just want a little representation. So Doja Cat, 
is problem and is problematic to me because I not not because well because of she's not excellent to me and I see the excellent others and that's that's all that that bothers me I feel like there's some kind of there's something that I just it's something off it's some something that that doesn't ring true to what's going on with her and her whole situation I feel like that situation with her and getting nominated and getting performed over and over again it is like who they want to see win I feel like it's like on some it's not based on merit it's a, it's not based on the merit if we put put that voice against us, some other voices Those other voices would stand out. But time will tell. Time will tell. I'm usually good about picking the greats, though. I see the greats. I wish I wish, wish them the best. I hope they hear this and try to work harder. I mean, make something different. Be be historic. No, I saw I saw something else that, that was historic to me. I saw that. In the world of sports, I was a, I'm able to come from a small city that has a, that has big things going on, and they had something historic that happened today that somebody from my hometown was a part of. So I like to highlight it on here on my my platform, highlight it, share with them everything that's going on with the with them. You know, share that on on my platform. Share with the world. It is today. You know, we're still having black. We're still having black people first. And today was another black people first. A black people first today was that we had two female basketball, two women's basketball coaches. They're both black. Dawn Staley and Johnny Taylor. Are the first woman conference tournament tournament finalists between two black head coaches in Power Five history? Again, there was a basketball game today between Dawn Staley's South Carolina Gamecocks women's basketball team and John and Joni Taylor's University of Georgia Go Dogs women's basketball team, and it's the first women's conference tournament final between two black. Head coaches in Power Five history. Now you can check this out. There's a, a person who's a leading scorer on that team, and also this person has been named to the five finalists for the Ann Myers Drysdale Award, which is presented to the top shooting guard in the country. This person is a sophomore who's also been named to All-ACC First Team, which is dope to be named All-Conference First Team as a sophomore in women's basketball when you play for four years most of the time anyway. This person is a Rogers High School alumni, Zia Cook. Zia Cook, Zia Cook. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, Zia? Shout out to Zia Cook. She went to Rogers. Rogers High School won its 10th consecutive city title. Zia was part of that. That era she brought in that era of women's basketball at my at my school. Zia averaged fifteen point nine points 
per game and is second in both his assists and three-point accuracy for the Gamecocks. Most recently, she scored 15 points with two assists and one steal against number three Texas A&M. Zia is balling. Balling. Just won a conference tournament, which is amazing. Shout out to Zia Cook. You know, winning that conference tournament is a big deal. So we all we expected more and more big things from, from Zia. Shout out to all the other athletes out there from all across the country. All my no no I shout out to my my nephew. He just got a trophy for playing three year old basketball. I'm not sure if he knew he was playing basketball the whole time, but he spent a lot of time ducking ducking and running from square to square. Like if I can if you can just get him to run square to square consistently. They lay out these little square tiles they have on the court. And he'll be running from square on one side. And then they, so they'll shoot. And now he, they don't play any defense. It's, it's just, it's three-year-olds. You can't have them playing defense. You just have them running from one square to the next square. So they end up running from one square at the other hoop. Somebody shoots it. Somebody gets the ball. Somebody on the rebound. Now, my nephew never gets the ball on the rebound. I'm not sure if you knew that that was part of the game, that you can get the ball on the rebound. But he knows that when somebody else gets the rebound, they'll start dribbling, maybe, or they'll start running, maybe. Or they may do, they may pass it, but they'll start going towards the other end. He has to run to the next square. That's it. And then... They'll have him, like, pass the ball in sometimes. Then they'll have him dribble the ball, like, every fifth to seventh, fifth to tenth time. They'll have to dribble the ball up court, and he gets very lost during that whole process. So we just really want him just focus on running from square to square. He just started playing basketball. Shout out to all basketball players like that. He just got a trophy for participation. I'm a big fan of you. You're going you're gonna to hope that... You learn that uh, we're playing basketball. That's one big thing I, w- I want to ho- hope for you and your development. Because I know that you don't really get it right now. I can tell you don't get it. I do I do little stuff like I touch his jersey and I told him that it make him go faster. And my, and my sister said, don't tell him that. I was like, look, he got to believe in something. So we got started with tucking the jersey in. He'll start tucking the jersey in for, for for him. That's my guy. Shout out to my nephew. Shout out to all the athletes, man. I, you know that, man. I hope once this all this stuff goes through, Joe Biden make it so that these athletes start getting paid. Once this 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 pandemic has taught us that you gonna have to stay home sometimes, man. Make some money and people. Make money off this licensing of the images. We are in an age now where everybody, more than any time uh, in in the history of man, understands copyright and how it affects your everyday life. You can't, you cannot send as many copywritten things nowadays because of the way that technology is set up where. 
it's always right in our face. Before, it wasn't never at your fingertips that, oh, a reminder that you can't go live and have a song in the background, for example. Before going live and that whole live era, people didn't know about copyrights. They understand as much. I feel like I feel like there's been a, a, a leap in consciousness that's come with technology. And we're starting to see it always happens first with everything else with technology happens with kids. The kids are going to get their their images back. They're going to be able to start getting endorsements, selling their, their merchandise, selling everything that they do. They're going to be start be able to college athletes that get paid. And shout out to them. I hope they get it. Joe Biden, you the president. You can say something. You could you could do something with a strike of a pen and start getting these college athletes paid for their likeness and their image. Maybe we'll get back NCAA the game because they got billions, right? If you got billions of dollars, and they'll come in and sign on the whole Ohio State football team, and they got the budget as far as if they want license for a video game, which they all should get a cut. They'll make a business decision. If they want to, if they they want to leave it up to the university, that could be their choice too. That's all business, but let them do it. We don't need to have people blocked out from being able to do business in this country after the age of eighteen. After eighteen, you should be able to sit, buy and sell anything that loans don't hurt nobody. Well, shit. Not even if it don't hurt nobody. But that's a that's a topic for another discussion. Something that we do that that is something that we let people do that has been hurtful is fly helicopters. All right, I know it's been rough. I, I know it's been rough last thirteen months, going on thirteen months since the passing of Kobe Bryant and the helicopter and Gina Bryant. The 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 multiple other passengers that passed away, rest in peace to all their families and everything. Flying helicopters and helicopter sales had to have gone down since then. I don't get it. I don't get flying helicopters. I don't feel safe no more flying helicopters. I, fun fact about me is actually I've flown a helicopter. I'm probably one of the only people I know that flown a helicopter. I'm Actually, I'm the only person I know I've only flown a helicopter. Right now, yeah, I'm the only person I know that's flown a helicopter. I was in Navy, ROTC. I was flying as part of training. I went on a training mission across the Gulf of San Diego, the Bay of San Diego, and they let me fly a helicopter. My door popped open, but then it got kicked back in because of jet stream. That shit was crazy, flying a helicopter. Helicopters are not safe. They're not to play with. And he had another important person pass away because of a helicopter. French billionaire and politician Oliver Dassault was killed in a helicopter crash. Dassault was considered the 361st richest man in the world alongside his two brothers and sister. 
He was killed in a helicopter crash. Mm, it just reminded me of Kobe and everything that happened with him. I didn't want to see that happen. I didn't want people to like to get helicopter crashes and and then have uh, they have their life taken away. That just seems that I never like I never liked the idea of like an avoidable situation with flying helicopters. You're a billionaire. Real life terms. Your hours that you save are, do cost you money. You are a billionaire, right? You got to go from here to here. But helicopters are not are, are not as safe as regular planes. It's like we don't want to tell people what not to do. But it's like, come on, man. How many times? I've flown, I've flown Cessnas before. That's smaller planes. Smaller planes are all death traps, bro. A helicopter is a small plane. That's a, is is just some of the most scariest stuff that you can do is a, is fly one of those things, man. Don't recommend it. Don't recommend it at all. Rest in peace to the three hundred. And um. 361st richest person in the world. We're going to pray for you and your family. Oliver DeSalt was killed in a helicopter crash. That's sad, man. So... Some came up to me that I didn't know that everybody didn't feel like this. People are taking it very seriously online. I'm going to go ahead. I tweeted out some things at Heartland Hip Hop on Twitter. I went ahead and I tweeted out this. People are saying that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is... The best cereal. Oh, not the not the best. Let's just start saying. There's a debate going on right now between Honey Nut Cheerios and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. What what cereal is a better cereal? Now, what cereal is a better is a better cereal between Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Honey Nut Cheerios? Is a sneaky good question because people always assume that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Is the most universal cereal. You have to be a demon not to love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Right? If you think Cinnamon Toast Crunch isn't good, plain, with cereal, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's just, it's just cinnamon and bread and sugar. It's very similar. I feel like Jesus would have made a dish like this back in the day. I feel like back in the day, it was just very, it's three three ingredients. It's like the Holy Trinity. Like, it's just Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's just perfect, right? But then you have the Honey Nut Cheerios, which is a better cereal than Cinnamon Toast Crunch, y'all. Honey Nut Cheerios is, a, is 
better for a couple reasons. They don't have the dust. All right, there's no dust in the, there's no dust in a big bag of honey nut Cheerios. It's good to the last little spoonful. You may get a little dust, but it's not nearly as much dust as you have when the cinnamon toast crunch just starts breaking off. The circle is a more stable element. We're going to get into the the deep geometrics, the planes. The physics of the cereal itself, cinnamon toast crunch, falls apart. Something about that spherical shape, the, the honey nut chairs just rolls around each other. They don't break up that much, so you don't have that dust in there. They have the same amount of sugar in them at honey nut Cheerio and cinnamon toast crunch. Having the same amount of sugar are as sweet. If sweet is what triggers your sugar senses, so the one's not sweeter than the other. You have to go to what's better for you, for your heart, right? I believe that the honey and cheer is better for your heart, no? If that's not if that's not the case, I feel I just feel like it is because regular cheerios are better for your heart, but it may that be that honey nut Cheerios aren't better for your heart. But honey nut Cheerios are better just in spoon, in bowl, over a cinnamon toast crunch. So there it goes. There goes my take. I had to go ahead and get my two cents in. Every time somebody tells me that, that they're cereal choices, I always have like simple responses. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. There it goes, man. Don't be coming at me. Oh, man. Remember Long Cinnamon Toast Crunch, too? Oh. Like a churro, I like those. Those are good too. Boom, boom. Love me some good old cheer. Good, let me some good honey nut Cheerios, man. No honey nut Cheerios slander. No other slander. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take any Eddie Murphy slander. Eddie Murphy came out this weekend with his long anticipated coming to America. Now, interesting fact about coming to America. Interesting facts. Interesting facts. Interesting facts. The Zamunda Pals and Coming to America is rapper Rick Ross's real life house. It's also known as Evander a Holyfield's house on Old National, if anybody's from Atlanta. Crazy part about that house is it's right in the hood, y'all. Like, so the way that the house is set up, it's like a trifecta of blackness, I feel like, that just happens in this one spot. It's almost like, imagine there's like a sea of blackness, and one edge of the blackness is Rick Ross' house, and the other edge of the blackness 
is like the airport. And then everything, and then it's like, those are like the boundaries. So the southern boundary is where Old National meets Jonesboro Road. That's where Rick Ross's house is at. Right there on that near Old National and Jonesboro Road where Rick Ross's house is at. There's also Creflo Dollar's church is on that same street. The International, there's like a, the International Lodge is right there for the Black Freemasonry. In all of Georgia, the headquarters is right there. Two chains got a, had, had multiple clubs and it has a billboard there. Club Brafe is right there. Central Station is right there. Going all the way to the airport, and you start to see cribs, jobs. Everybody stays over there. It's like it's one of the blackest places in the world outside of Africa. By far, by far. Rick Ross's house is right there. It's very interesting, right? You would think that. This house would be, I would think, like, yo, it's it got to be somewhere off in the cut or, like, no, sir. This is frontline. Evander was trying to stay as close to his people as possible but build the biggest house they could. That It's just a crazy house for somebody to build. I wonder, I like, shout out to Evander. I took a picture of Evander. I need to find out. What he was thinking when he built the crib in a neighborhood that is kind of far off, right? But still on the public transportation line. All rich folks know what I'm talking about, man. I know y'all listening out there, rich folks. Go ahead and hit me up at BDDDollars Dollars on Twitter and, and Instagram. Actually, excuse me, just go right to my gram. All my rich people out there, go ahead and tell me. How y'all feel about public transportation? Usually, y'all are against it. That's what I've seen so far. Not Vander. Vanderville is right there on the bus line. So he a real he a real general. You know, and who else is building a mansion on the bus line besides the Vander Holyfield? Vander built a mansion on the bus line. Now, this house is a 45,000-square-foot mansion in Fairville, Georgia, which is also just the south side. You feel me? It sits on 235 acres and was previously owned by boxer Vander Holyfield with two bedrooms and a dining room that seeps up to 100 people. It had the scale director Craig Brewer and Sage were looking for. That's dope. 45,000 square feet is ridiculous, uh. The biggest house in most people's families, like the big, big house, is like 3,500 square foot. That's where they, if you look up this, look up the term Mick, Mick Mansions, I'm going to go ahead and tweet this out, too, so y'all can go ahead and be hip to Mick Mansions. So a Mick Mansion is what a lot of these people live in. This is from Investopedia. Mick Mansion is a same term that describes a large, often opulent or ostentatious, mass-produced house. The name carries a somewhat critical connotation due to the location that Mick Mansions lack architectural uniqueness, class, or style. Mick Mansions in suburban communities. Mick Mansion is a pejorative farm for a large, mass-produced dwelling. Okay. 
Most McMansions have typical attributes. These mass-produced homes all across the country, these big houses, McMansions, typically include a floor area of over 3,000 square feet. Okay? That's 3,000 square feet. That's 15 cribs. Because 45, 3 goes in 15, 3 goes in 45, 15 times. Rick Ross's house is 15 times bigger than what a normally large house is. So, okay, that is 15 times as ostentatious, if I'm saying that word right, as the average house is. So, you can imagine Rick Ross' house is just stupid dumb. 100-person living room. 100-person dining area. I would not want to feed 100 of my friends. That that definitely sounds like a lot of money. So I I will pass. I will say nay to feeding all y'all. Definitely not going for that. But shout out to everybody that watched, that um, got Amazon Prime. Because, like, you get it. You're going to be on Amazon anyway. Might as well get the movies, too. So, shout out to everybody on Amazon Prime, because Eddie Murphy, you made it worth it having my subscription this month. That's correct. That $12.99 that I paid to Amazon, Eddie Murphy, you made it worth it. You made it worth it. It was, a, it was a great... It was a great... You have a great history, Eddie Murphy. So, this is something I saw on t- on the Twitters as well. Yes. It's on the Twitters as well. Shrek. Shrek. Okay. Eddie Murphy's role in Shrek. Does Kevin Hart have anything better than Shrek? Any movies are better than Shrek. Does Kevin Hart have any movies are better than Beverly Hills Cop? One or two. Another 48 hours. Another 48 hours. Golden Child. All these movies that Eddie Murphy did before he was 25. Does Kevin Hart have any movies that are better than life? Kind of interesting. I would say no. I would say no, he doesn't. Now, this the proof that it's not all about history and that I can live in the present. Well, I said Seth Rogen has... Movies that are better than some Eddie Murphy movies? Yes, I would. Some of Seth Rogen's movies are better than some of Eddie Murphy's movies. Is Seth Rogen a good actor as Eddie? Can Seth Rogen play five characters in one movie? Eddie movie, I just saw Coming to America 2. Eddie played one, two... Three, three characters for sure in the movie, which is crazy. No, four characters. No, five characters in the movie. Damn. Right? Seth Rogen got that. Eddie Murphy, one of the greatest actors of all time. Everybody go ahead and check it out. 
go ahead and check out the 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 coming to America. Stay tuned for more developments from me as far as going out and putting out uh, my ratings for that movie because I'm I want to put out a good rating for it, but giving such a, giving a rating at one time it might not be the best thing for me. I, I really do want to want to sit down and look at the movie and like maybe watch it another time. The best thing about this movie is that it's one of those movies that you can come back to. Like, I started coming to America. I ended up getting getting a little sleepy. It was late at night. It wasn't, it wasn't all the movie fault. Late at night, when it's going to sleep, I was like, all right, bet. I, I, it's one of those movies where you can remember certain parts. I remember where, like, I left off at. I was like, okay. I bought it, and I just kind of picked up, which is good. Because if I can just pick it up and not be lost, that means that you're doing some good story, good storytelling. Because I pay attention to, I pay attention to literature, so I understand some of these patterns. That I look for the arc. I can kind of read clues, and if I can just like kind of drop in, I can still see where I'm at. That's a good. That's a sign of a good movie to me. I don't need to be in there. And I would like if everything meant something. If I saw it. But I should be able to drop back in after falling asleep the night before, like I did on Coming to America, and not be totally lost to give to give it some extra points. If I'm totally lost and it's a still a good movie, that'd be a little bit harder to pull off. So Eddie Murphy first they had that rewatchability on the movie. I want to go rewatch it again. Before I give it a score. Because little things like that. Being able to go in and out of the movie are important to me. The characters. The actors. Oh man. This is one of those movies where. Eddie was great. Right? Eddie is at the king maker. Like, he's already king. But he's going to be. Someone we look to for our Harlem Knights moment. That's thing, that happens where people are just are attached to other things. The young will work with the old all the time. It's going to it's happened before. It's going to keep happening. We're going to have older actors and actresses work with the their young heirs. People are putting the work in. Uh, they have a succession plan. A Murphy is a succession plan up here right now. And I would love to see some actors I have in mind do some stuff with Eddie Murphy. I would love to see a DC Young Fly. I love to see, I'll go I'll go on. But I just give you one name. So I give you one name, I'll give you two names. I would love to see a DC Young Fly. Or if he wasn't canceled, I would go to. No, he's not canceled. I'll go with O'Shea Jackson Jr. I feel like he could be funny. I'd love to see Eddie bring that out of him. That'd be very interesting. Eddie, 
Go ahead, get down, man. Some of these, some of these dramatic actors. Give them some chops, bro. Great actor, Eddie. I suggest everybody go see that movie ASAP Rocky. All right, go ahead, check that movie out ASAP. Some else that I want everybody to check out is I want to check out these moves that Jay Z is doing. Jay Z just sold his shares of title and he's out estimated between 500 and 700 million dollars I believe are the estimates this is just according to B Diddy News Jay-Z probably is up 500 million from from all the work he's done with title over the years so shout out to Jigman right cashed out Shout out to Jay Z. Hey. Put black dynamite. I sell drugs to the community. Put black dynamite. I sell drugs to the community. That's funny. Jay Z. Is really a capitalist. He's making it happen. I, I support Jay-Z. Lots of bread being made by Jigaman. Lots of big moves have been made by Jigaman. He just sold Ace of Spade and Title. Right? So he get cash in. And during this pandemic. Y'all young cats ain't the only ones that's cashing in. Jigaman cashing in. But you got some of the young cats that actually been critical. We have a young influencer, DJ Academics, who is one of the biggest YouTube stars out there. DJ Academics has a YouTube channel that, that he started five years ago, and he has 2.39 million subscribers on this channel. And he has managed to post over 2,000 videos. And according to DJ Academics, Jay-Z uses quote-unquote black-owned as a bait-and-switch tactic. According to DJ Academics, Jay-Z bought a company. He said it was for black creators. He said people shouldn't support Apple and Spotify because they're white-owned. Anyone that has something for the culture, for the artists, by the artists. Anyone to keep it black-owned. Anyone to do it that way. He did many B-side concerts and, sh- and shit-talking like that, talking about black excellence, black power. You should support him because he owned a black business, even though he found out later when they went to Sweden at Title Headquarters, pretty much not one of the employees or the higher executives people at Title were black. Okay. That's an interesting question. Is a black man owning the business and he has white people working for him? Is he the same as a white man that owns the business? What's the difference? 
Fair criticism. If you own this company as a black person, and you, we see the same trends. Now, the worst part about the big black, uh, excuse me, the big boogie monster of racism is that you can often prove it directly. So directly, because yes, it is true that you can have all white executives and all white staff, and they all be there based on their merit by happenstance. But come on now, right? That is not how the world works, but it's the world we live in, and it's hard to prove that Jay-Z ignored a black person. We don't know if he, like, we can say this. He wasn't building inroads. He was there is not a an evidence of an inroad for people who are not white at a company based in Sweden, which is fair, right? It's Sweden, so I imagine there's black people in Sweden, but it's not black people like Jay Z is comfortable with from Marcy from New York, comfortable and essential of the sense of like this. I don't want to say he's not comfortable with black people from Sweden, right? I don't know who Jay-Z is comfortable with. But we know there's this uh, an ethos, a culture that is shared amongst people who grew up in America. That Jay-Z has in common with a lot of other black people in America. Did he find it difficult to find people like that in Sweden? I would assume yes. I would assume yes. You could not find any black people like that. In, not many. Right? So. Shoot Jay-Z some bell, y'all. I'm going to shoot Jay-Z some bell. Because it is not the easiest thing finding black people in Sweden. Right? we do better? Has he done better since then? He's worked with the NFL. He's given back money to Colin Kaepernick. He's done a lot for Meek Mill's prison reform. Like, there's tons, like, there's more that Jay that you can learn about what Jay-Z has done for the community by Googling and using the information age yourself. But trust me, he's done a lot for the community. Is title all black? No. Is a staff mostly white? Yes. Is is a black owned company? Yes, because Jay Z's a black man. And because you're putting money into his hand, he is able to do the things that he's able to do, like help get twenty one Savage and Meek Mill out of jail. Help with 
So anything that Jay-Z does on the philanthropy side, look it up yourself. I don't want to misspeak for Hove as far as the schools he's built, the people he's fed, the people he's housed, which do exist, right? Hove, Hove, Hove gives back. So buying title does help. You know, it is a different it is a difficult it is a difficult subject to, to wrap your mind around. But he didn't build that company up. And if you look at the company he's built up, it's been on the record business. I feel like he's always bought businesses and flipped them. He's a big flipper. That's how you flip. He buys something for fifty and sells it for five hundred. M's million dollars. So, so, watch hold. There's another thing that people are tired of watching. People are tired of watching. It's interesting. They're tired of watching Common. They're tired of watching Common. Common is getting roasted Because he keeps doing the same all-star game routine. Yes. Common is apparently according to someone the best to ever do it. But according to some, there's been some criticism of Common and how they overuse them. And according to Plain Jane Luddy 47, she says, anytime they got televised event that's celebrating blackness, expect Common to be on that screen at some point. A lot more black voices are coming, y'all. Shout out to Common. You're somewhere in between there, though. You're somewhere in between somebody that they roll out every time they want a black voice and one of Chicago's finest. But it's up to you to land at one of Chicago's finest, you feel me? If you don't land at one of Chicago's finest, how are we going to do it for you? But I, I do believe that you're somewhere in between there, dog. You're not... You're not been... You're not been Delivering as as much on some of these shows, dog. You ain't been rhyming. You ain't been rhyming, dog. We gotta look back. We gonna give you a ninety percent, man. We need to turn it up to hundred ten, man. We we big common fans over here. B Diddy. 
dollars on Instagram. You can find me coming. It may get back to you, but look. I want to see you do better. I want you to see you be one of Chicago's finest. You know what I said about coming that, that a lot of people may not be hip at? Is that this is a, 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 com, a thing that I want to think about with Jay Dilla and other producers. I want to look at the work that Jay Dilla with Common versus the work that Jay Dilla with Kanye West. The work that Common did with Kanye West is way better. And it, and it goes on. Where there's a lot of producers who share artists with Kanye West and their music is better when they go with Kanye. When Jay-Z went to go work with Timberland and when Jay-Z went to work with Kanye, who had the better tracks? Kanye did. Watch the Throne is better. What song does Jay-Z have with Timberland that is better than how about this? I'm gonna look at I'm gonna I'm gonna look up a single from Watch the Throne. No oh also do you know the throne is just the name for Jay-Z and Kanye West. So the name of the song is Watch the album is Watch the Throne, but the name of the group is The Throne. Watch the Throne was released in 2011, okay? Watch the Throne had several singles that were released from there. Let me pull up the singles real quick. Doom, 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 doom. So, release history. Let's see. Oh, it's five times platinum. Watch the throne is. Some of the best producers in the in the world on there. Some very controversial lines. It was panned mostly by critics. Giving it a 7 out of 10 on average, according to Metacritic. And it was produced with Kanye West and Jay-Z. Now, the song had the album had seven singles. Name one song that Timberland did that's better than any of these seven singles that Kanye West and Jay Z did. You're gonna have a problem. Finding any Timberland song that's better than just these seven songs. 
right? This is just one project that EA and Jay-Z did. We can look back at the rest of the catalog as well. Timberland's going to have problems. Anything that Jay-Z and Timberland did that's better than him, Otis, Liftoff, Niggas in Paris, Why Love You, You Gotta Have It, and No Church in the Wild, nothing. So you start looking at Kanye, you start checking off boxes. So you like, yo. Is there any song that Pharrell and Pusha T and Pharrell and Jay-Z did that's better than then uh, Kanye? And Jay-Z, I would say I'll give it to Kanye there, too. So you start looking at Kanye, you ranking him up against Pharrell. You ranking him up against Jay Dilla. You ranking him up against Timberland based on how he works with other artists. And Kanye is going to give these producers problemos. Muy problemos, okay? It's going, it's going to be a big old bag of problems. So watch out, man. Shout out to Common. You've been working with some of the best. But I want you to keep working, man. Matter of fact, Common, you and your, your life didn't change. You about to be a family man. Help get my man, yeah, his family back. Why don't y'all do that? You seem like the type of cat that he need to be hanging out with. He don't need to be hanging out with Lil Pump or Donald Trump. He need to hang out with Common. He tell him how to get Kim back. You always seem to have the bad ones. You know what I mean? Wow. That's a big old bag. Shout out to... Um, we smoking on Batman tonight. Man, this was, this was a dope episode, though. Man, bro, I just got... I got a lot off my chest. I got everything off my list. I, I got everything on the list. I added that comment point. That's the only thing I saw that was on Twitter. What uh, what else do I want to add? Um, everybody, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for listening to my music. The the mixtape I just did is actually the my last mixtape is doing better than my first mixtape I believe that I did. If I'm not, and I still didn't even put no promotion behind this one. So I want to thank everybody who's making Dominate Three one of the biggest indie mixes, indie releases. We have the first mixtape I did, Dominate One, has at this time 2,182 views. Dominate Three has 2,800 views. So we we are on a pace. We're on a great pace on Dominate Two. I mean, Dominate Three, excuse me. One of the best mixes I've done. Shout to Low, holding it down. Let me talk my stuff. Engineered Supreme. I want to shout out my family. Miss y'all. I want to see y'all. Uh, I want to shout out to the whole Sonic Boom team. Shout out to y'all. Gina, Bishop City, Wusa. You know, that's a squad, bro. They got a hell of a squad. We bow by paper. 
and loyalty. And then when you've been through something with somebody too, that helped bind you together too. Shout out to them. Shout out to T Buddy. Shout out to Tree Souths. Shout out to YSL. Official Haiti. Gully TV. Shout out to Mr. Al out here. Icy. Going crazy out here. With the Jesus pieces looking crazy. Man. Shout out to the whole Atlanta. Stay active, man. Y'all stay active regardless of what these people saying, hey. We got to stay out on their neck. They got to play catch up, man. Don't be fighting up in Cumberland, though. Quit fighting up in the malls. Quit fighting, period. Keep your ass to yourself, Atlanta. I want to say that. Keep your ass. I saw a video of people tearing up a, a Cumberland mall. Stop fighting. It ain't worth it. Ask your OG. Ask your OG. We gonna call. We gonna ask your OG. Right. We gotta have you sit, sit sit you to the side and ask you how your day is going. Cause somebody need to talk to you. You doing bad. Shout out to all my. All my, all my Atlanta people that just work hard, don't work for nobody, work from themselves. We trading with each other. We providing service to each other. We killing our own economy down here in the A, man. We setting an example for the whole world. Shout out to Twitter. Y'all just started a bank. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, Jack Dorsey just started a bank. Cash out the bank. And you know, Cash App is Twitter, basically. That's going to be very interesting. So, Jack, you started a bank and you bought Title. So, pretty soon we're going to be able to send music back and forth and money. That's going to be real interesting. Shout out to all these NFTs. We're going to talk about NFTs. I, I don't understand what it means about uh, too much besides it's just like a one-on-one like an electronic rarity. So we get more and more into the, the boutique age, even our electronics, man. Everything's designer, man. And shout out to all the scammers that's breaking the, the code for, from the designers. It's your man, B Diddy Dollars. This is the episode of Heartland Hip Hop. I think this is, I'm going to wrap it up. May all your pain be champagne. May all your tears be tears of joy. Thank y'all for tuning in, Heartland Hip Hop. Excuse me. Is a BDD exclusive. Thank you for tuning in to a BDD radio exclusive. Peace.